be too long here. Um, this is more devotional time. We're going to spend some time in prayer. So if you're joining us by Facebook, we're going to be short tonight. And uh, we're going to go to the prayer room and pray for these requests. I hope that you will pray for these. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, right? Uh, Daniel 9, 19. It doesn't take much leaven to change the molecular structure of, uh, if you will, bread, for lack of better words. Um, and so it is also true that when we look at prayer, um, prayer is what's needed to change our, a spiritual condition. It's there to change a, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that little prayer is what we need, uh, but a little prayer uh, can go a long ways, and um, we need to recognize that. See what God can do with just our little prayers. I feel like, you ever felt like your prayers are small? You feel like you're just one person, you know, to, to pray. Um, but in the Bible, we find a man of God whose name was Daniel, and um, he had a prayer life. His life is known uh, he's known, his life is known for being a prayer warrior. Um, he went, he, uh, he risked his life for prayer. Uh, think about that. He risked his life for prayer. Uh, he was persecuted because he prayed. Um, he was thrown to a den of lions because uh, he prayed. He prayed. Um, and I can see if we're not careful that if we're, we can come to a Wednesday night prayer meeting and we can think, well, what we're going to do here tonight maybe not do too much. And we've got to be careful with that. Um, our small, simple prayers do not go unnoticed by the Lord. Um, and it's truly God's way of changing things. Uh, Daniel chapter number 9, and um, we're going to be looking here at verses number 15. Uh, through 19, all right? Uh, let's start here in verse number 15. It says, And now, O Lord, Daniel's praying to God. Uh, this is his recorded prayer. Thou hast brought thy people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and hast gotten the renown as at this day. We have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers. Jerusalem and thy people are becoming a reproach to all those, all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear and hear, open thine ears, and behold our desolations in the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousnesses, but for thy great mercies. Oh, what a great prayer. O Lord, hear, he says. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. That's going to be the message tonight, those three things that Daniel says. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Daniel's obviously praying to God because he's in captivity. He never gets to go back to Jerusalem, all right? Um, he, uh, he stays, it seems to me, that he's, he stays there in Babylon the whole entire time to his death. Um, though, uh, it may have even been that he sees the, the, the answer to these prayers. Uh, we don't know that. 
but we know that his prayers are heard. We know his prayers are answered because it would seem to me that shortly after his death um, that a new king is on the scene and Cyrus is going to release the children of Israel back to the land and there's going to be some men that rise up, uh, Esther, Nehemiah, uh, not Esther, but Ezra, Nehemiah, um, and Haggai, and Zechariah, and Joshua the high priest, and Zerubbabel, and excuse me, God's going to raise these men up uh, to, to bring back the, the captivity and to restore the city and build the gates and the walls and the temple and all the rest of it. But our focus here tonight is Daniel's prayer and what we need to be focused on here in our prayer meeting here tonight. Number one, I would say this, is that, uh, that prayer is a vital ingredient for change because uh, we first of all need to pay attention, pay attention. Sometimes in our prayers, we just want God to pay attention, to listen to us. That's what Daniel is asking him. Will you please listen to me? Will you please hear what I'm trying to say? Will you please pay attention to my words? He says in verse number 19, he says, O Lord, hear. O Lord, hear. That seems like a very odd prayer request to me. I don't know about to you, but uh, in my theological frame, frame of mind, I'm thinking, well, God's omnipresent. He can hear everything, right? Uh, but Daniel is coming before God as um, you and I would come before our fathers or maybe come before a friend or, or become before a ruler or a king. And we'd be saying, hey, listen to me. Uh, hear what I have to say. Hear me out. And the Bible is full of this. David and Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, read the Psalms. It's all over the place. Though these great men understood and practiced the presence of God and understood the omniscience and omnipresence of the Lord, they still on several occasions would ask God to hear. It helps us to do two things whenever we're asking God to hear, to pay attention. It provides, it helps us to, be, to realize that we need to be dependent upon God, dependent upon God. When we're coming to God and we're saying, oh God, hear, what we're expressing is God that we need, we're dependent upon you. We need you. We need you to listen to what is happening here. Uh, it'd be like um, if you called uh, somewhere and uh, you, you really needed uh, something done. Uh, let's say you needed something pushed through. Maybe you needed something, uh, maybe there was a a problem at your work or, or whatever, and you said, hey, I really need this done. And uh, you call the office and the secretary answers. And you go, listen, I, listen, Sue, I don't need to talk to you, you know. <laughs> I need to talk to the boss. Uh, and she, well, he's busy right now. He's in a meeting. No, you don't understand. This is, I need him to listen. I need his approval. I need his help. Uh, I don't need you, okay? No offense, amen? <laughs> Well, Sue says, well, I can get you Randy. You know, he's here. No, I don't need Randy, okay? <laughs> you know, I need the boss. That's who I need. And we don't need, an, we don't, when we come to the Lord, it's like, Lord, we don't need an angel. We don't need uh, Moses. We don't need a priest. We don't need Mary. God, we need you. We need you, Lord. Uh, so it expresses dependence. And secondly, it expresses uh, humility. Uh, we don't rush right in uh, saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. No, we come in there saying, oh, God, hear Please, what I have to say. Listen to me. I don't deserve anything, but please listen to me. So when we're praying, when we're praying tonight, I want you to think about that. Think about, Lord, hear us, please. We need your help. God, please pay attention to us. We don't deserve your attention, but will you pay attention to us? Secondly, um, a second aspect of prayer is this, 
and recognizing that it's a vital part of change is this, is that we see that he prays for forgiveness. So we have pay attention. That's the first aspect of prayer, of Daniel's prayer. The second aspect is pardon. Pardon. Oh, Lord, forgive. Oh, Lord, hearken. Oh, Lord, do not defer. Listen to us. Um, Notice this, too, that uh, if you read in Daniel's accounts, of, uh, if you read Daniel's account, you'll notice that he prays 15 different times for God to pardon or forgive our sins. That's really interesting. Here's a man, a God, that there's not one wrong thing recorded about him, and yet he is always praying this way, forgive our sins. Forgive our sins. He includes himself in to the list of those sins of the people of Israel that were wicked, rebellious, disobedient, uh, and ungodly, idolatrous. Yet he includes himself. Please, oh God, forgive us. Uh, forgive us, Lord. We need your uh, forgiveness, God. Um, we just read of that. Um, No, yes, sorry, it was in verse 16. I thought I had just read it. I thought, I know it's right here. Why am I not seeing it? O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because, what does he say? For whose? For what? For our sins. For our sins. And for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem, and thy people are become a reproach to all those that are about us. So he's praying, he's saying, God, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our father's sins. I don't know that we pray like that anymore. Um, I, we're, 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 a, we're, a, we're a me generation uh, a lot of times, right? It's, it's, it's about me. And we fail to maybe uh, think about that uh, maybe our fathers in the past, maybe they've committed sins. And we need to pray, Lord, Lord, forgive our fathers. Forgive us. Forgive our church. Uh, forgive what has happened in the past. Um, Lord, please help us. Um, he includes himself in the mix. This is a very good lesson in judgment, I believe. Uh, number one is that God punishes the righteous with the unrighteous. And um, we need to recognize that. And so would God, please forgive us, all of us. And then uh, we need to recognize that it's not just a good lesson in judgment, but it's a good lesson in confession. Confession. Uh, to come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive us. I was preaching a message this Sunday that uh, it was a revival on prayer, and, uh, and I got the privilege to preach the first message. I think that's always very, if you're ever in a meeting and you have to preach the first message or the last message, I think there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of weight on you. I feel like there's a lot of pressure, uh, pressure right there because they're depending on you to kind of set the tone or, can, or, or end the thing or whatever. And I was just praying, Lord, what do you want me to preach on? But the Lord just kind of put this message, not this one particularly, but the second point about confession. That we need to make sure that we're confessing our sins and keeping a short account with God. Because if we don't, then our prayers won't be heard. So this is a very important point. He prayed 15 times, Lord, forgive us of our sins. We have rebelled. Um, It's a plea for pardon. And so when we pray tonight, think about that. Um, Lord, pray for us. Lord, help us. Lord, forgive us. 
Forgive our country. Forgive our land. Forgive us, Lord, for sinning. Um, And then finally, perform. The last aspect is perform. He says here that we ought to, he says, Lord, pay attention. Hear our prayers. Oh, Lord, forgive. Pardon our iniquities, God. Uh, Lord, forgive us. And then he says, oh, Lord, hearken and do. Hearken and do. He's asking him to do this because God had given him understanding. Uh, I went back and I, was, I read back to verse number 15 because it says there, speaks of how God delivered them from the land of Egypt. This is one thing that he understood. God hearken and do. When our prayers, we ought to say, hey, God, you did this in the past. Uh, you can do it again. Um, when we're praying for somebody sick, say, hey, Lord, you healed Miss Tammy, and she's here at church today. You healed, I remember going to see Brother Smith and uh, not thinking that he would make, ever make it back to church again. And uh, him even thinking, you know, I, I won't be there. And I, I won't come back to church. And I went to Miss Tammy. I visited Miss Tammy many a times thinking, uh, Lord, I don't know if she'll be back in church. But we just prayed and said, God, whatever your will may be done. And I believe she had faith and he had faith or Somebody had some faith and asked God to to heal these folks, and they're sitting in our church services. Now, they won't forever. We know that none of us live forever, but God has been gracious. He healed them, and uh, he can heal these others in our list that we have here tonight. And then such a prayer remains for us today that uh, God had a desire for him to act, Uh, him to act. Act upon what? Jeremiah's prophecy. So what do you mean? Well, in these verses here, verses especially verse number 17 and verse number 18, I won't take the time to go through the exposition of those, but Daniel had understanding of what Jeremiah's prophecies were. You know, one person said one time, we used to say uh, did Jeremiah was the weeping prophet because nobody ever listened to him. But that's wrong, actually. Daniel listened to Jeremiah. Uh, Daniel listened to him. It's very possible that Daniel and uh, Mishael and Azariah and Hananiah, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as we formerly know them, uh, were all underneath the preaching of Jeremiah. Um, Because Jeremiah, remember, was preaching before the captivity. Before the captivity. So it's very likely that these four young men were underneath the preaching of the prophet Jeremiah. And most likely, it even seems to me that Jeremiah was a contemporary. Uh, Jeremiah was a very young man whenever he was called to preach. Uh, preach. He was, even says he was called out of the womb, he says, to preach. Uh, so uh, we don't know what age he was, but he was, a, he was a young man. And these four men were underneath his preaching, his prophesying. And Daniel had heard the prophesyings of Jeremiah and uh, believe them, and is asking God to fulfill them. So that ought to motivate us to pray. Um, knowing the prophecies, knowing things like Jesus is coming again, amen? What does Jesus even tell us to pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right? Why would we pray thy kingdom come? Because we believe in the prophecy that Jesus will come again. So, Lord, establish that. Um, Lord, do that. 
So these are ways in which prayer changes things. Prayer is vital for change. Uh, And these aspects of prayer, may we follow through. May we ask the Lord, Lord, hear us. God, pay attention to us. God, I pray that you please will pardon us, forgive us, God. And then, Lord, would you please hearken and do, perform. Would you carry through with what you said you would do and what we've seen you do in the past for the glory of God and Jesus Christ. So may those things inspire us and help us and encourage us as we pray tonight here and uh, for these folks here this evening. Let's pray before we close. Father, we're thankful for the time we have together. We pray that you please will uh, hear these requests that we have tonight. May you pardon our sins. May God, you hearken and do. May you do what you've said you will do. And uh, Lord, we'll give you the glory and the praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen.